I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? All right, everybody, another day, another dollar Another one of my favorite episodes What if it did work? Yeah, I'm being biased because it's my own podcast I've got with me I love this guy because I am biased Because I'm racially biased He looks a little like me People would say we're identical, except he has no hair. Rocky Garza, he's extremely good at one thing, helping individuals see the clearest picture of themselves that they've ever seen. Clarity about who you are, what you do, and why you do it makes you a better employee, friend, parent, and spouse. How much more focused would you be at your job if you're acutely aware of what your strengths are? And how to utilize them best. How much more sure would you feel about making big life decisions, knowing that your core values align with your choice? Answers to questions like these are what you find working with Rocky. After graduating, uh, dude, we both have communication, communication degrees. Unfortunately, he didn't go to LSU. He went to Texas A&M University. Gigum Rocky has helped thousands of individuals find their clarity while serving as the director of a youth camp on the pastoral staff at church, owning and operating multiple creative businesses. And even most recently, is a coach to high achievers and acclaimed keynote speaker. In all his roles, Rocky has had one goal to challenge the stories we led ourselves so that we can experience the freedom and confidence of living vulnerably. Clarity, transformation, freedom. That's why Rocky does what he does. That's why every one of his coaching sessions, workshops, and keynotes can be boiled down to one simple truth, that who you are is good. Hey, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming, most of that on my end, but I appreciate being here. Dude, everything happens for a reason. So... I got to tell, and I'm, I'm going to start off with this. I went to a seminar in Dallas, Texas. Just coincidentally, it was like the day that my book was launched, my first book. And I went with the hopes maybe one day I can be on stage at, at this conference. Conference, dude, you were one of the first, but you should have been the last. You were the most impactful speaker, mm. and we had an A-lister, Tim Story. But you blew it out of the water, dude. Thank you, sir. And, and it, that room, if they knew the power that you could hold an audience and create massive change, that shit would have been in a much bigger auditorium. Well, brother, uh, let me start by saying thank you. That is, um, I agree, everything happens for a reason. And I, I think back to um, when we first met, I, I want to say that was summer of 2021, I think is when it was, uh, or somewhere in that time frame. Um, and I think is it, we had been far enough, we had been far enough in the pandemic uh, that it was like, a, you know, people were still a little leery of being together. Uh, but I'll tell you this, if you and I had had then got done a podcast episode two years ago, 
what we would have talked about and what I would have said would have been so dramatically different than where I'm sitting today. And I think what I, what I is to have to communicate now. And so one, uh, literally today on this like literal day, I cannot tell you how much impact your words have, uh, from one man to another man in where I am sitting currently and what has unfolded in my life in the last few months. So one, thank you for that. Two, thank you for being gracious and, and having me on your show. And three, um, man, if, if what you spoke can continue to come for, to fruition and I have the opportunity to be on stage with people, uh, to have a chance to help them see who they are clearly to feel confidence in who they are and live a life that they actually want to live. I, I hope I get to do that for the rest of my life. Dude, we, everybody has the power, but yet we have the limiting beliefs. We have our story, his story or her story, bringing us down. And, you know, you can go walk on fire, you can board break, you can do whatever. But until you actually, deep down in your soul, know whatever it was, your mom, your parents, they did the best they could. Yep. Let that shit go. All we have... Yep is today all we have you and i yes we were built on the good the bad the ugly the inconsequential but hey you know what let's just focus on the present but a lot of people don't the first thing that they 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 point to is their trauma oh their childhood dude i'm i just turned 50 at what point yes single parent my mom she did the best she could. When my, am I going to bring my my dad not being there? I, I can hold. I have to hold myself accountable. It's been thirty two years that I've been been an adult, man. But it's so much easier, especially these days. You know, we can all point. We can point to the white man. We can point to the the left, the right. Everybody wants to point to someone because being your true, authentic self. And, and what you say, vulnerable, you know how hard it is to just accept and go, everything that's ever happened, more than likely, is because of my own poor decisions. 100%. I find over and over and over with every person I've ever worked with or spoken to, I think there's two narratives or two storylines, if you will, that are at play in everybody's life all the time. Now, I think the way that you described it, you, you have chosen, what I would say is you've chosen to be personally responsible for your story and not let the story somebody else said to you about you take effect or root and cause you to make different decisions. I think what you and I experience often that with most people is that we allow the story that was told to us about us, either through words or through actions, we allow that to be the, the main through line or the main narrative of how we choose to make decisions. And so where we have a story that was told to me about me, my whole life I've been told, Rocky, you're too intense. Rocky, calm down. Rocky, why are you yelling? Hey, take it easy. Hey, look at their faces. Hey, they, this is a business conference, my boy. Why don't you have a sport coat on? You're wearing Jordans. This is crazy. I, I've been told my whole life, that, hey, you're this, 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 right? So at some point, the stories told to us about us are going to take an effect. They're going to take root if we're unwilling to go back to the place to where we see the story came from and then to go, wait a second. First of all, I can't even control the story that was told to me about me. And 99% of the time in my experience, stories told to us about us 
are a greater representation of the storyteller than they are the main character of the story. But we get those confused and we allow the story told to us about us to be the main narrative that drives our decisions. And most of us go, well, you know what? I'm to this, I'm so this, I'm always this, and I'm never this. And because of that, I guess I'm just not gonna ever be successful. When the reality is, we have the ability to maintain the narrative that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And to your point, if we're willing to get present, we're willing to take responsibility for who we are, we're gonna stop pointing fingers at every other person in the world who says that it's 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 their fault that I am how I am. Well, maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe, maybe it is everybody else's fault that I am how I am, but it is only my fault what I choose to do with that every single day. And that personal responsibility, I think, is where most of us get stuck because we have somebody else's story in our head and we're unwilling to do the work to break it down to actually figure out who we really are. But Rocky, isn't it crazy that people want you inside a box? You have to show up a certain way. You have to speak at a certain decibel. You have to do this. Then why the hell am I going to hire you? I, you know, life is. It is right. It is life crazy. It there. is crazy. Well, you, and you, the, here's the deal: that the, that's why it is expected, and people can make more sense of it if they say, "Will you get inside this box?" Because if they can put me inside of the box, then they can maintain some level of control, which means they can feel like they're in control of what the outcome is going to be. But when I come in the room and go, hey, listen, your boy is wearing, this is called my sport coat that I have on. It's called a BLTY long shirt because that's what I like. I have on the same pant, the same shirt, the same pants. I own five colors of pants and eight colors of shirts. They're all from the same company because I like it and I got on a pair of tennis shoes. That's how you're going to get me, take it or leave it. Wait a second. You can't do that. This is, this is a conference for, this is a high-end business conference. Correct. We're doing business. And I'm talking to people about people. And if you can't trust what I'm saying because I don't have a sport coat on, I would consider who it is that you're trusting or vice versa. If you make a decision to go, I can't trust you because you have a sport coat on, I would consider what, what, what's going on. But everybody has this idea to go, hey, if you don't look like, sound like, smell like, taste like, act like, respond like, do like, sell like, hey, I don't know that I can trust you because we are all looking for somebody else to be in control of the thing that we're unwilling to finally take responsibility for. But that, that, that narrative also, it, it also, well, Rocky, you'd be so much more successful. You'd be in bigger rooms if, if you wore what we wanted you to wear. Says who, man? Says, says who? There, there's yep. already, and, and somebody told me this, which I, I had to snicker. They're like, you know what, Omar, you're, you're Hispanic American. You're never going to make it. Have you ever looked at the audience? And I, I chuckled. I laughed because deep down inside, yes, I, I see the point. I know the point. I know it's harder. That's why I say life isn't fair. Life will That's always right. be harder for you and I to be taken seriously. You and I could have PhDs from a non-SEC school, but yep. they would, people would still – because if, if you were white, they wouldn't be like, hey, Rocky, or something else. But it's always, well, maybe this, maybe that. Maybe if you enunciate the words different. No, man. Yep. Life isn't fair. But as long as we know that, as long as we're stubborn, as long as we know, hey, it's just going to take longer. It's just going to take more effort. It's going to take more work. Then so be it. Dude, two years ago, that episode would have sucked. You know why? Because... And 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 all that and all that and all I used filler, a lot of filler. Friends that would watch would be like, oh, we we started a drinking game. Whenever you say and all that, we take a shot. 
good thing those were like my fraternity brothers and people from Louisiana that can drink up a storm because, you know, if it's LDS, Mormons or anybody light drinkers, they're done in alcoholic <laughs> coma or dead. Yep. Yep. But I think that just goes to show that it was in, let's use that time frame and that, in that two year time, that 24 month time frame, like you took responsibility for who you were. You took responsibility for what you wanted to do. You took constructive feedback and said, I get it. I hear you. How do we improve? And then you said, and I still have a personal mission of what I want to do and impact it. And maybe I don't fit the bill. Maybe I don't look how you want me to look. Maybe I don't say the words right. Maybe I have a different cultural context. Maybe maybe somebody didn't set me up with all the equipment, the podcast in their dad's studio that they already had pre-bought that they didn't use that I got to have. So I had best quality and the audio was mixed for me that nobody else paid you, for. I hate you, mom. Why couldn't you give me maybe, that? Like maybe that's not the case for all of us. Nonetheless, like I, th I think I, th I just go back to, I was thinking about today, knowing we were going to do this. I just kept saying the phrase and it was on my calendar, you know, what if it did work? What if it did work? And I feel like I'm at a place in my life right now today that I'm saying, I, and, and I'm, I, I'm 40 and I'm thinking to myself, what if it did work? Like there's a, like I have, I have a solid decade, two decades in front of me to do good, great solid work. Like what if it did work? What if it, what if I actually owned who I was? What if I actually, like I'm already at a no. What if I just started asking? What if I just started putting myself in the position to go, Hey, take it or leave it. I'm already at a no. I might as well see what happens because I agree with you. I've been on the stage with Tim story five, six, seven, eight times, right? I've been on, I've been on a stage with Jesse Itzler. I've been on a stage, like name the back. Like, I've been there and, and you know what? It hasn't been Rocky's turn yet. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. But it's going to be my turn because what if it did work? And what if what happened is instead of, there's a day that instead of saying, I'm throwing this out there. I've never said this out loud, Omar. So you're getting, you're getting me going here today. What if, what if in five to seven years from now, what if they said, hey, have you heard of, instead of saying, hey, have you, have you been to that newest Tony Robbins event? What if they said, have you been to the newest Garza event? And can you imagine the radical shift that would happen in our world if people who look like us, sound like us, act like us, dress like us, have a name like us, got to go to an event because Garza was going to be there? And I love Tony Robbins. I think he's a great dude. I think his, I mean, he's a, he's a front forerunner in anything I'd ever want to do. Dude, I, I, awesome. I love him to death. So you're never, like, you're never going to hear me say like, anything. I negative. think it's so good. But I, but, but what if it did work? What if there was a stage full of Latinos and there was 5,000 Latinos in the room and that we were, we were having a dialogue about the reality of what life and what it was and experience. And we were willing to take full responsibility for who we were and what we wanted to accomplish in life. Like, I can see it. I can see, I can see the faces like, and it can, what if it did work? But it, oh, I dude. can tell you what, it won't work if I keep pretending like it's not possible. And it won't work if I don't show up tomorrow. And it won't work if I don't take responsibility for who I am. It works for those that believe in their dreams and that have confidence. And you and I, we're stubborn MFers because you, you have to be stubborn. And yeah, you, have right. to, you, you, you have to be like, like that 10-second Tom and, and 50-second dates and go and just forget and just forget. And there's going to be disappointment. And yet... You know what? Because I know there's going to be a day that people will want to see us. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, we're the innovators. And we're going to make it way easier for that kid that's 20. That's right. That wants to write books. That wants to be on stage. 
because you know we didn't we didn't have we they, there's still not really anybody out there that looks nope. like us. Yep. So to me, we're the innovators. We believe in our dreams. The problem with people that are dreamers and that go for it, a lot of times they hit that pothole because they listened to someone that never had a dream, that never yep. believed dreams were possible. That yep. said, "Hey, you're not, you know, Rocky. You're brown. You're Latino." You you don't you don't you don't dress the corporate way, you know, because that that's their out really. And and these usually are people that love us and care about us. It's they feel like they're protecting us. That that's they're justifying it. But deep down yeah. inside, they don't want to see success because man, it friggin' hurts. Regret yeah. hurts. But seeing people that you grew up with outgrow you. And become successful and living their dream, that that is the ultimate like punch in the face. Yep, yep, a hundred percent. And I think there's a part of that for us that when I have found times in my life where I take the what I'm I'm gonna refer to this as like the default story that I think is being said about me. And then I hold that up as a framework against what I actually want and want to pursue. They never match. But I think for a lot of us, they don't match. And we interpret that as that must mean I'm incorrect. When reality is they're not matching because we've been giving something to see and to do that the people around us don't have the capacity to know and understand. And that's not because they're ignorant. That's not because they are less than. It's because they haven't allowed themselves to go to a place to say what is actually possible. And I think that's one thing that I feel like we have the opportunity to be able to do, uh, obviously in our work, but even even here today on the podcast, is to have, like, I, if you're listening, my question to you, whether you're white or you're brown or you're black, my question to you is, what, what do you want to do? What do you actually want? Like, what do you actually want? Don't give me some bullshit, this is what I'm supposed to want because I saw it on Instagram. Like I'm saying, cause this is, this is something for me that I've like in the last week or so, even I feel like it has fired me up. Listen, if you want a Ferrari, my boy, you better be ready to put in the fucking work and you better do what's required if that's what you want. Cause you ain't going to get a car that costs more than the house by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be a drop shipper on Amazon. No, you're not my guy. That's not going to work for you. One in a million. And that's what most of the million are gone. So like, if that's what if that's a life you actually want, like you're you want to build the kind of life that yields results like Ferraris, then that's great. Let's go. Like let's I will help you get there. But if that's not actually what you want, you got to be willing to own and admit what you actually want so that people can actually help get you there. I, I have a friend of mine right now, love the dude. Great dude, great husband, great father. And I mean this serious. People, you're, you're gonna people, you're gonna listening right now and you're thinking I'm full of shit, but I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm being serious. My guy wants a great job making 150, 200 K a year. He wants a direct deposit every two weeks with great benefits, good paternity leave to spend time with his wife when they have their next kid. He wants good insurance. He wants to know that he can go out and get a brand new legacy edition Hyundai Sonata, all black. All the bells and whistles, 51,000. My guy's ready to get the Sonata for his family. He wants to have a car for his mom because she got laid off. Like, that's what he actually wants. And I want to be very clear if you're listening. 
I think that is as noble. I think that is as possible as the drop shipper who wants a Ferrari. If that's what you really want, you better be unapologetic and be willing to own it and admit it and go for it. And I'm telling you, the amount of people who are willing to support you get to where you want to go if you're willing to actually admit what you want. But most people are watching TikTok and you're watching Instagram and you think that if you can find the right niche and be the right kind of humor, you too can have 9 million subscribers, get paid $70,000 a day, and next thing you know, you're the next Mr. Beast. And the reality is, and I hate to break it to you, I'm not trying to crush your dreams, but I don't think that's actually what you want because you haven't started a YouTube channel yet. So I think you're full of shit. I think you want a way to get rich quick without doing the work. Why don't you decide what you actually want that you're actually willing to work towards? Then maybe somebody can come along and help you. Nobody wants to work though, man. In general, think about it. Yeah, we're 10 years old, older than you. I'm 10 years older than you. But growing up, there's nobody that said, I want to be an influencer. What, what, even if there, we came from a time that if you want it, you better work your ass off to get it. Life ain't fair. Suck it up. Fucking go out and get it. And then go. If if, if, if you want to be a big baller and show everybody, show it. Now, everybody's like, even little kids, I want to be an influencer. It's like, what the hell does that mean, man? You can't even influence yourself. You can't even influence your family. But yet, you're going to do a video on TikTok of you dancing and shaking your ass off? And you're going to be an influencer and you're going to have like the, the second following of Jesus Christ or Moses. Come yeah, on. I mean, I'm with, I listen, listen, I'm 40. I've been in this game. Yeah, I've been speaking, coaching for 10 year plus years now. I was literally on this. I'm so glad you said this. I was on a call three days ago with, uh, with, um, blue cross blue shield. So they have a headquarters here in Texas. And so I've, I've done some work with them out of Dallas. And so I'm talking to this guy and he's like, Hey, we have these quarterly events and we want you to come to the one in the first quarter. We do might do some other ones. And then he said this, not me. I mean, I, I didn't even know what to do. I kind of just like smirked and just waited to hear what he was going to say. He said, yeah, for, um, for this one, you're the first influencer we've reached out to about coming and speaking at our event. And so I kind of, I, I like, I like tried not to smile too hard. Cause I was like, I don't even know what he's, you're 39. You work in HR department for blue cross blue shield. Like not, there's nothing wrong with HR. I'll be very clear, but like, what do you mean? I'm the first influencer you've talked about. Like what? So I, I, I let him talk. Okay. Okay. I said, if you don't mind me asking, I'm just really curious. <clears throat> you use the word influencer. You didn't use the word speaker. Is there a reason that you, you chose to use that word? And he said this to me, and I think I'm going to try to, uh, I want you and me to own this, okay? Because this is just taking everything everybody else thinks and flipping it on its head. He said, we've started to use the word influencer when we're doing our corporate events as opposed to speaker. Because when we've hired speakers in the past, they only show up and tell us about themselves. But we have found when we use the word influencer internally for us, we find people who actually have something that they want to say that's going to impact our life. And those are the people that we're looking for. I mean, he couldn't have said it better. My, I mean, he couldn't have laid up a better softball for me. But I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. This is like this is like millennial going, hey, I'm tired of hearing people get up and talk about themselves. I want to know who's going to actually help see me and who's going to help me get to the place I want to be. And I think there's such a huge opportunity for you and I to go, okay, hold on. Like if we leave an event and you know more about me than you know about you, I failed you. 
because I'm going to go back to my family and I may never see you again. What's the purpose of me letting you know everything about me? That doesn't serve you at all. I can use my life as for some stories and for some examples, but if you don't leave knowing more about you than you know about me, did I actually do my job? Like that's a question I'm asking myself recently. And I think especially those of us that are in the space, especially if we're in the space in a minority space and we want to really get our people together going, we better have them leaving knowing more about themselves than they knew about us. Oh, when it comes to you, it, I would always in service. That That's how I would describe you. Yes, mm-hmm. speaker. But you know what? A speaker is not a bad thing. I agree. I agree. An influencer is the same thing. Are you influencing me to live a better life? Because the word influence, that's what it means. But usually it means, oh, wow, I, I'm going to follow this person. She's hot and she dances so cute. And I can't wait till I, I watch her do another dance video. Unfortunately, that's what most people think being an influencer is. Yep. They, think, they, think, they think bodies, babies, and uh, baby pets. Yeah. And it's funny because... You know, there's people, oh, why isn't your content as followed as, and they would pick like, you know, some random chick or right. some dude that gets hit <clears> in the balls. And, and I'm like, uh, I think you're, you're answering your own question. And two, my, <laughs> yeah. my, my life isn't like Rocky. I'm not sitting there going, hey, you know what? This post had more interaction than last week. Because if that's how anybody lives their life, talk about shallow, man. That That is... When it's all said and done, and when you're visiting St. Peter, and when you're visiting Jesus, and when you're visiting God, there's no, nobody's going to ask, well, how many followers did you have? How many likes? And how many great comments? But that's that's what people, and you're going to laugh. I I had a similar, but this was a girl at, at my gym, and she's just like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. You know what? It, It finally dawned on me. I'm like, dawned on you on what? And she's like, you're one of those YouTube guys. <laughs> and I felt like, the, you know, if it was, if we weren't doing CrossFit and everything's on the clock, I would have been like, what the fuck did you just say? No, I'm not a YouTube influencer. I'm not trying to show you what toy to buy. I'm not trying to show you where to go, go on vacation. You know, I'm not that type of influencer. But, you know, maybe she meant the same thing that you meant. Because I, I was going to say my YouTube channel is lacking because it's it's only my my old ass self interviewing guys like you and, and, and pretty much that's it. Or if you want to watch my five takes on friggin' my TEDx because they had to have everyone on YouTube for some odd reason and I'm too lazy to bring it down. But yeah, I, for all intents purposes, I love Rocky. He's not that type of influencer. And everybody knows I'm I'm not a, a YouTube yep. influencer. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. Let's, I, and I think, you know, that's something I, to be honest with you, I think, and especially folks out there who are who are listening and you're, they're also like us, they're in the space of going, hey, I have a message and I want to work on that message. And I want to, I have a message I want to share with people. Like, I just want to encourage you. I had a, a mentor of mine, an older gentleman, uh, and he gave me su- such, it, it, the fact that he even used Instagram as an example just blew my mind, but he gave me such great advice one time. And he said, Rocky, I'm going to ask you something. And I said, he talks real slow. He's real country. And he said, Rocky, can I ask you something, Rocky? I said, go ahead. Yes, of course. Yes, sir. You can. He said, um, I noticed the last couple of times we talked, you told me that your following's not really growing. Is that true, Rocky? 
I said, yes, yeah, so that's true. I've been had the same amount of followers for four years and I've been post, I've done everything they told me to do. I post it every day. I'm post consistently. I have videos, I have photos, I have carousels. I did everything they said and it's a, you're right. Yes, Mark, nothing has really changed. And he said, how many people look at your Instagrams, Rocky? He calls them, everything's in Instagrams, by the way, it's plural. The reels, the stories, they're all just Instagrams. How many people look at your Instagrams, Rocky? And I said, well, like, like on my stories? Or he said, yeah, just on the Instagrams. And I said, okay. I said, I don't know, Mark. Like maybe maybe 150 people a day see my stories. And we're at, we're at a local coffee shop. He said, okay. He said, Rocky, if every day you came here to this good coffee shop, and every time you sat down with your coffee by yourself, 150 people showed up to hear exactly what you had to say, would you be happy about that, Rocky? And I kind of thought about it. I said, I mean, yes, sir. If everywhere I went and sat down, 150 people showed up out of their cars to come into where I was to listen to what I would say, I would be pretty happy about that, I think. And he said, it sounds to me like that's already happening, Rocky. Why don't you just keep saying what you're supposed to be saying? And then he kind of just looked at me. Absolutely, thought, dude. That, that's right. Because you, you know what? I've, I've meant like that. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm like, my God, man, I'm not going to write another book because what's the point? You know, if I write another book, it's like creating the best VHS. I don't want to be self-published. You know, screw that. Nobody's watching me. Nobody's doing this. Nope. It's, it's not moving the needle. And a person said, you know, you, you say in your book and you tell people that your mission and your goal in life is to change one person's life and to create a movement, two people, three people. And they're like, do you think at the bare minimum you've changed and you've moved five people to live a better life? And I'm like, yeah. And shut up because you're doing what you said you wanted to be doing and you're doing it. Because think- believe it or not, it's it's our ego that that says, because I love your content. We have great content, but there's shit out there that, you know, there's people out there that are the quote unquote speakers that go on stage. There are people out there chasing money snake oil salesmen people that pay me it's a win-lose well maybe you might break even but i can sleep at night those type of people we're not that and we see them excelling we see them exceeding and that's when our ego we feel crushed because it's not happening fast enough it's not going in the time that we want even, right. even though God, the universe, says, hey, I'm going to, I hope you guys have a lot of patience. It's, you're going to yep. get there. But yep. it requires patience, determination, and you guys keep on being stubborn. And, and that's what we're doing. But yeah, we're only human. That's why, that's, right. that's why the lash out. That's why, yeah. So, and then when, when, after they said that, if I do have a third or fourth book in me, and I only sell a thousand copies or two thousand copies or whatnot. What am I? A, a spoiled brat because it's not I, I'm not on, on Oprah's book of the month club, or I'm I'm not doing a book signing somewhere, or I'm not right, you know, right. it's not in Barnes and Noble. 
that's not that's never my mission. My mission, two things. My mission is to help out people to have them live a positive lifestyle, live the life on their terms with zero regret. And two, yes, personal development, business development, have more Hispanics, more Latinos on stage. You know, I'm tired of just seeing us taking the tickets. I'm tired of seeing us just cleaning and being the ushers. I want to see them on stage and I want to see them in the audience. That That's my mission. That's right. That's right. Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with you. And I think there is such, uh, there is such power when we see people that look like us, there's such power when we see people that sound like us, um, tell them that I think, I think there's a part, um, a great reminder for all of us, whether you're Brown or not, I think there's a great reminder for all of us. And that's when we have the ability and we are willing to do the work, to stay in the deep end, man, I'm telling you, you are going to fucking learn how to swim. But there's a lot of you listening, and I'm, I'm getting under your skin a little bit, and it's okay. You can follow me or unfollow me, whichever one makes you happy. But a lot of you are standing in the three feet of water in the swimming pool, and every day you're trying to get online to tell me that you're swimming. And you're not swimming. You're standing in water. And those are two very different things. And if you want to build a life that you really want, you want to really build a life you actually believe in without sacrificing who you are to try to make everybody else happy, then you need to jump off the side of the pool. You need to get into the deep end. You need to learn how to swim. And if you'll stay in the deep end, it'll be, you will be amazed by the amount of people that you will find there who want to help you, who want to serve you, who care about you, who want to also teach you how to swim. But you're not going to learn how to swim in the three, foot, three feet of water. So you got to get to the deep end. But that requires work, Rocky. That requires vulnerability. That requires taking off the mask that one's been wearing for most of their life and being their true self. You know, we're, we're so addicted to staging our life. Like we're the realtors of social media. You know, everybody wants this picture perfect life. You know, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm at, at, you know, Ruth Chris. I'm at Smith and Walensky. Well, congratulations, you have a credit card. But you know, it, it's so hard to put yourself out there. People just want life to be given to them. And yeah, that'd be amazing, man. That, dude, Rocky, that's the reason why when The Secret, the book, the film, everything, Manifestation, when it came out, yep. it it blew up because people thought Manifestation meant let's go to Walgreens, let's go to CBS, buy a poster board, get some magazines, and throw the dream life. Be Be nice, be a great guy, and it will all come because you know what you want. Yep. Yep. And I, listen, and uh, the difference between people that do and people that don't are people that do. At its root cause. Listen, I know life, listen, life is fucking hard and shit <laughs> yes. doesn't go the way you want. And there's days that life is amazing and beautiful and you experience the joy and you look around and you go, wow. How did I get, I have a loving wife. I have loved my kids. My ki my eight-year-old son like still wants to hold my hand because he still thinks it's cool enough and I know it's going to end and I'm trying to let him do it as long as he wants because I don't know, I don't want it to end. And we go, my grandparents are still alive and I get to see them and hang out with them and spend time. Like so many incredible things about life and A-N-D, get the word but out of your, get it out of your brain, stop saying it, get rid of it and start using the word and. And Life is really hard. And 
people that are going to fuck you. And shit's not going to go your way. And you're going to be a very trustworthy person and people are going to take advantage of you. And some sh- someone's going to die that you love. And your marriage is going to be hard if you don't want to work on it. And life is beautiful and wonderful and incredible. And very hard all at the same time. But the tension, the realist, not the optimist that goes, everything is peachy and rainbows, and not the pessimist that says, woe is me and I'm a victim of everything. The realist who goes, all of that is true simultaneously. And if we can allow ourselves to allow all of it to be true, to be a realist and to be present, then I have a question for you. What are you going to do today that's going to create the kind of life you actually want tomorrow? And if your answer is A, nothing, stop bitching. And if your answer is I don't know, That's the most beautiful answer you can give if you're really being honest and go find somebody because there is somebody. Don't tell me there's not. You're listening to two people now that I guarantee you, if you do enough work to figure out how to get a hold of us, shoot us a DM, call us, email us, text us, Instagram us, Facebook us, TikTok us, YouTube us. You fucking find a way to get a hold of us. If you really know what you want and you don't know how to get there, there are two people who are willing to help you get there. But if you keep telling me that you just can't because you're unwilling to hold the tension in the reality of the world because woe is you, you're never going to build the life you actually want. What people also don't realize, Rocky, is you enjoy life. You enjoy success more. It's all about the process. It's all about the journey. If someone gave this person the Lambo or the Ferrari, their dream car, it'd just be a fucking car after yep. a week, two weeks, That's right. who That's cares? Right. But if they hustled, if they grinded, if they put their soul into it and they did everything and anything until they finally got that car, they would appreciate that car so much. And that's what the journey, that's what life is about because it is hard. But when, once, you, once you climb that, that mountain, that obstacle, you're like, man, it's so beautiful. It's so amazing, this dream, this goal of mine. That's why there's that's why there's so many memes on Instagram. I'm gonna just use that as an example that that so many of us resonate with, but we don't know what to do with. That's why that's why that's why memes work. That's why that's why motivational quotes make us feel good and we, they get shared nine thousand times because they are true, but they're only true to the extent by which you're actually willing to live it out. Like there's one I see all the time, uh, B send this to somebody and remind them that today that they they've made it. Cause you have survived all of your darkest days so far. And I'm like, okay, hold on. If I just really let myself for a second, I'm like, that's not, that's, that's good perspective, right? Like you're right. I have made it it's true. It's true. And it can either be true and you can go, I'm about to get to work. My guy, I survived the darkest days. Watch out. Here I come. Or you go, you're right. I guess I did survive the darkest days, but there'll probably be more. So what's the point? You, I'm telling, it's the same quote. I didn't change the verbiage. It's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. And I think all of us, regardless of our circumstance, are, are in a pivotal moment like that. We're faced with those kind of decisions every day where we have an opportunity to choose. Oh, I have faced my darkest days. Let's go. Or I face my darkest days and woe is me. You know what happens though? People don't let it resonate because they want that quick dopamine, that quick TikTok fix. They're like, okay, like, where's my next meme? Where's my next video? Because, yeah, we can all, we all know the Zig Ziglar quotes. We all know if you want to find success, help others find success. 
everybody knows that what less than one percent live it in fact everybody else is what's in it for me <laughs> i'm not gonna help anybody nobody's helped yep. me out yep and i think there's a huge part of it it's that that uh Other than the reason you don't get what you want is because you're not willing to admit what you want. You're not getting what you want because you're not helping anybody else get what they want. And and I I I I was in, I don't even know where I was. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I heard somebody tell me that that where you are and how you get to where you want to be. They used the example of fishing, and they told me there were six stages of fishing. You may have heard this before, but I'd never heard it until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and they said there's brother. So okay, they I'm said a newbie. Okay, they said there's six stages of fishing. I said, hit me, because I don't know shit about fishing. And they said, well, it's not really about fishing. I'm just using that example. I said, okay. And they said, stage one is, man, I really want to learn how to fish. Stage two is, man, I hope I catch a lot of fish. Stage three is, I can't wait to catch a big fish. Stage four is, man, I'd love to teach you how to fish. Stage five is, man, I hope you catch a lot of fish. And stage six is, man, I can't wait to help you catch a really big fish. And most of us get stuck in the, I wish I could learn how to fish. And a few of us go, man, I hope I catch a lot of fish. Very, very few of us ever get the chance to say, man, I hope I catch a big fish. And even less fractional percentage ever say, Hey, I'd love to teach you how to fish. Anything beyond that, man, life changing for people. But it's a lot of fucking work to go from, I wish I knew how to fish to, I can't wait to help teach you how. But that's the, that's where real life starts. Fishing's fun. Catching a lot of fish is fun. Catching big fish is fun. Teaching somebody else how to fish. Game changer. You know what the, the craziest part about it, Rocky? You you probably, you're old enough to remember. We didn't have all this information to learn how to fish, learn how to teach other people how to fish. We just bought a, you know, just do something, and, you know, process of elimination. Or if you wanted that personal development, you had to hope that you weren't suicidal because that personal power would come um, at two weeks if if you really needed it, or like a month out. There yep. was no no way. There there was no avenue of learning all, and we we live in a world of all this information, and it's free because people will lie and say a lot of this stuff is not free. There there's plenty of amazing information that's free, but instead of using that time for that. We're either streaming instead of working on the dreams or, you know, we, we just sit back and wait for someone to literally give us that Lamborghini or they yeah. don't even want them to teach them how to fish. They just want to sit back and have somebody go, hey, buddy, here's your fish and I'll make sure you you have an abundance of fish every day and nobody's going to do that for anybody nobody nobody is going to be the hero people have been watching fiction too much they have to realize 
be your own fucking hero, man. Yep. You got to control. I, I have a, a, a different mentor of mine, and he tells me more than I want to hear, and I want to just freaking punch him in the face every time he says this shit to me, but he's right. And I'll spout off of something that's going on in my life. I don't know what to do, Dan. I'm stuck. I'm this, I'm this. And he says, Rocky, you got to control what you can control. But until you're willing to admit what you actually control and you're actually really willing to do something with it, you're just going to call me back next week and you're going to tell me the same thing you told me this week. So stop telling me it's somebody else's fault. If it's somebody else's fault and you can't control it, maybe it is somebody else's fault, but you can't control it. So why are you letting it affect you? But I've only heard you tell me seven things that are not yours. You've yet to tell me what is yours. Why don't you tell me what part you can own and what you're going to do to be different? And that, that for oh, daily, daily, and this daily is daily all the time in my head. Omar, I say to myself all the time, Rocky, control what you can control. Control what you can control. That's all you but can Rocky, do. Why do people want to give control? Why do people want to use the excuse that we're in a brand new year? Either brand, brand year, brand me, brand new year, new you, new year, all that bullshit. And not only yeah. that, but we've come to another election where the power of who is in office affects our life when in fact you're 40 i'm 50 my life i've, I've been blessed to live both with a democrat both with a republican president and people want to say their life is 100 percent affected by who's in office instead of just saying it's based on the good choices the bad choices and my lack of indecision. Yep. Everybody wants to be somebody else's fault. That's the that's the that's the deal. Everybody wants it to be everybody else's fault. Listen, let's let's just get let's just get clear about it. Let's use let's use us. The only reason, the only reason we've had any level of success or impact in anybody else's life is because we made a conscious decision to say that everything that happens to me is my fault. And I'm oh. going to take responsibility for it. Oh, but that, but that, I'm telling you, dude, if, you, if you, you and I could spend the rest of our lives doing nothing but talking to people about the fact that it's their responsibility and how they need to take responsibility for themselves and only themselves and to watch how fruitful and amazing their life could become, that's a lifetimes of work right there. Oh, it is. And that's, not, and, that's, and that's not because you and I have arrived. It's because we simply made a single decision. I'm going to be responsible for what I'm responsible for. I'm going to take responsibility for me. But, but people like, like we, people have to see it. I think that's the thing for me that I think encourages me to show up every day. I think it's the thing that encourages me when I watch you is when we're willing to do it daily, then somebody else gets to see that and go, all right, my guy's doing it. Omar's doing it. If Omar's doing it, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it. I'm going to try it. Because they've never seen it before. You didn't. You, you said it earlier. You'd never seen it before, dude. I. It with me. It's just all just being stuck, dude. I'm not the best looking. I'm average height. Well, I'm in short, shorter than average height, so I'm I'm short. I've got zero ability in anything, but yet I've accomplished so much that when Saint Peter does. He might not let me into the gates of heaven, but he'll be like, holy shit, dude, you did so much with hardly any cards and what little talent. 
And what people don't realize is it's not talent, man. It's do it's being consistent with doing what you want, with having conviction that you know what you're doing is right. Dude, there's plenty of time. Dude, when people ask me why I know that there's a God and why I know I'm doing the right thing, because there's been thousands of times that I've wanted to quit and go, ah, this is bullshit, man. You know, be playing victim, playing Celine Dion, thinking I'm Jack or thinking I'm on the Titanic, playing the violin and all that. And there's there's like a sign out there. There's there's a random email. I would love to be on your show or, oh, my gosh, you don't know me, but thank you. Thank you for the book. Thank you for this. And there's always that one person out there or there's always that one sign that says, Get your fucking head out of your ass and just keep on being you, doing you, do the work. And at the end of the day, it was funny. Somebody interviewed me and they're like, what if, you know, after you get this TED talk, you might write a book, but ultimately you're at that same level. Would you consider your life a success? And I'm like, without a doubt, I'm like, a success. I'm like, yeah, that means I raised two amazing daughters to be productive in society. I helped people. I helped influence a small group of people. I helped move the needle. Yeah, that's success. I, you know, success doesn't have to be being on someone's jet or, you know, going to freaking cons or any of that other bullshit. That, that's someone else that might define that's what success looks like. And there's people that get all that and kill themselves because they don't feel like they're successful. Success happens when you accept who you are, you love yourself and you go, you know what? I am a rock star. Yep. I, my answer to that is yes. You're absolutely right. And all of us have the ability to do that if we're willing to choose it. Yeah, dude, he thought, he thought it was going to be like the, you, suspenseful, like, oh my gosh, like I, I was going to start crying or, you know, there was that pause. What pause, man? You just asked me, to me, the stupidest question because I think anybody, everybody has success. Hmm. Everybody's life matters. You can touch anybody's life. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to be on stage. You don't have to do anything, but you can influence your your sons, your daughters, you can influence your your spouse. You can influence your neighbor, your community, your church. Start with that. That's success, man. Yep. You, we're not Egyptian. We can't be buried with our likes. We can't be buried with our money. We can't be buried with all superficial material bullshit. That's right. That's right. We're all we're all we all, again. Because why? Because we're all trying to live a life we don't actually want. Because you don't actually want to do what's required to be able to fly on a private jet. And you don't actually want to do what's required to own your own jet. Oh, you wish you could? Really? You really do? You have any context of what it takes to get there? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm not trying to discourage anybody who has massive and huge dreams. I hope you do. I hope you fulfill them. And I hope when you fulfill them, it's what you actually wanted. There's nothing wrong with having dreams and big dreams. But sometimes, man, people are delusional. Goes to show you, not everybody's cracked out to be your client. Was interviewing a possible client, a prospect, 
didn't want to write his goals, didn't have any dreams, said success was based on how much money he could have in his pocket. He could be a perfect, he could be, a, he's a, an asshole for a husband now, but once he reaches success, she knows that's when he's an amazing man and that his ultimate dreams, if he ever wrote down his dreams, were to own the Atlanta Braves and to own a publicly traded ski resort mountain. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> if you're not writing yourself fucking disappointment, you know, some people are not coachable. Don't take That's the right. money. That's right. That's right. That's right. I love that. Well, well dude. I love you. I know how to find you. I know how social media stalk you. I know your website, but how do people find you? Yeah. How do people yeah. book you? More important. And how do people get off their fucking ass and watch you? This guy made me cry, by the way. I, I, I was <laughs> off Christy eyed in Dallas. There's, on, there's only a few of us out there that have done it. So I'm going to take that and create that credibility right there. I'm going to take that street cred. It's, it's like you, you and Tony Robbins, dude, of all personal and business development. It's only let's go. That's let's go. Fact. I just got I just I just got put in the category with my guy. I love that. Yes. Hey, you can hit me up at you can hit me at rockygarza.com. It's R-O-C-K-Y-G-A-R-Z-A, rockygarza.com. Instagram is at Rocky Garza, LinkedIn, Rocky Garza, Facebook, Rocky Garza, TikTok, the Rocky Garza. And the best way to get in contact with me, if I can help you in any way, I send a text message seven days a week uh, out for free to you to challenge, encourage, motivate you, get you off your ass and get moving. It's a free opportunity for you. You can just send me a text message to this phone number. Get your pen out and write it down. It'll be in the show notes here. It's 469-649-8441. Again, those of you that are writing that down, that is 649 649- uh, sorry, 469-649-8441. Shoot me a text message and just shoot me a text that says, heard you with Omar. It'll be a quick form for you to fill out and I'll get you a text message Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. to get you moving. Would love to be a part of what it is that you're doing. Don't Listen, if you want help, there's your, it's, it's one text message away. You got an event and you really want to change, create an experience that allows people to walk away with something tactical and practical to do with who they are, what that means and how to build a life they want. Well, I am your guy and I'd absolutely love to talk to you. Shoot me a text, go to my website, fill out the contact form and I look forward to hearing from you. Rocky, one final question. And this, I know the answer because I know, I, I know you, I'm, I'm like one of your fanboys. What words of wisdom do you have to tell that person that's afraid to take action, that's mm. sitting on the sideline, the victim, the person that keeps on waiting? They're, they're like Bob Marley. They're waiting in vain. They're waiting for their hero. They're waiting for someone to give them the life that they want. Yep. Great question. Uh, if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, I have dreams, I have hopes, there's things I want to accomplish, but I just don't know what to do. It's not me. It wasn't made for me. I'm not the right kind. I'm not the right size, the right color, the right talent. I don't have the right voice, the right skills. I'm not the right. I would encourage you to do this. I want you to get out a pen and a piece of paper because something physiological happens in our body when we think something and we write something and we say it out loud. I know if this is you, you have just told me the 15 reasons it's not going to work. And I want you to write them all down. I want you to write down every reason that you're telling me it's not going to work. And then I want you to go next to every one of those. I want you to make yourself a T-chart. Now you're probably thinking, Rocky, a T-chart, you're supposed to drop wisdom and give me a golden nugget here. Give me fucking homework. Stay with me. Get a T-chart. And on one side of it, I want you to write down everything you tell me that's not going to work. 
I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm to this, I'm so this, always this, never this. And then I want you to ask yourself a simple question. It's not my question. It came from a friend of mine who's much smarter than me. And I want you to ask yourself the question, what if it did work? And on the right-hand side of your T-chart, I want you to answer every single one of those questions based on, but what if it did work? I can't do it because I'm not smart enough. But what if it did work? I would look at myself as intelligent. I did, Rocky, I can't do it because I don't have, I don't, I don't speak well enough, but what if it did work? My voice would matter. Yeah, but Rocky, I don't have the right, I don't, I don't have a fancy microphone. I can't do a podcast, but what if it did work? I could use voice memo on my phone. And I want you to work yourself down the list. Now, if you're really listening, you're actually going to take action on this. And you're going to really ask yourself a really wise question. Someone told me once, what if it did work? I'm going to ask you to send me a text message. And I want you to tell me what if it did work? Now, here's what I'm telling you. This is the honest truth. If you send me a message and say, what if it did work? I will get on the phone with you for a 45 minute, how to get what you want, a free call to you. And I'm not charging anything. I'm not selling you anything. I'm not trying to get you to get into a program. I will get on Zoom with you if you send me a text message and you're willing to ask yourself the question, what if it did work? And mic drop right there. And believe it or not, Rocky, my people that know me, you don't need a fancy microphone. It's a prop. Just Zoom, 30 bucks or whatever on Friggin' whatever platform you choose, I choose Buzzsprout. Yep. All you need, I, I use my computer microphone. I lie to people who I need to be on their professional. I need to see a microphone and I need to see yep. headsets. My headsets are never plugged in because I don't like the way they sound. I, yep. I, I sound robotic with a normal mic, man. I, I use the Apple mic, the computer mic. Listen, listen. all obstacles, dude. All obstacles. What if it did work? Dude, I love you. And love this you, brother. Is, I, we will both be on that same stage. And I know we are going to create massive change, not only in the Brown community, but every community out there. I Amen. love you. Thank you. This, one of my favorite episodes, I say that a lot, but I mean it because I am a fanboy and you're a great guy. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Now, Appreciate there, you. Have fun with your wife and your son because that's what life's all about. Love you, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Love you. Bye-bye. What if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.